Hello and welcome to Step Up Nigeria's podcast show. My name is Joshua Odili. Thank you for joining us on this very edition where we'll be talking more about anti-corruption. I have with me in the studio, and today we'll be looking at a very, very important issue and one which concerns each and every one of us. But some people feel like it's pertaining to only children alone. With this, we'll be talking about the concept of bullying. And of course, um, when we talk about bullying, a lot of people would love to believe that it's something that only affects or only has to do with um, kids around us. However, recent studies have shown that bullying cuts across all works of life. So Joseph will be talking about this and also giving us opinions and also giving us ways, solutions around this topic. I'm sure you're ready to go, Joseph. Yeah, I am. Uh, thank you, Joshua. Uh, bullying is a very, very important um, topic to cover because, like I was telling you before the show started, bullying has gone beyond the schoolyard. Yes. You know, this is this is now a situation where we have school children who are trying to exert their dominance on other um, children. Children. Yeah. But I think uh, uh, um, bullying is not just uh, it's not just a vice that exists amongst children. It's not a vice that has extended beyond the bounds of the schoolyard school, or the yeah. classroom. You know, we have bullying in the workplace, we have bullying, even amongst nations, we have bullying. Of course. So, basically, at this point, well, uh, what I'll basically focus on is how all of these bullying activities, all of these bullying experiences, all of these bullying practices, basically, can result to corrupt behaviors. And in no small way, you know, when a child has been bullied growing up, or when a child is bullied growing up, he has a sense of, of, of shame. And the only way he can um, overcome that shame as he grows into adolescence is to exert his dominance on other children. Mm, children to be a bully himself. To be a bully himself. Okay. So for somebody who has been on both sides of the spectrum, yes. I think, you know, I'd love to share my experience. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So can you kindly tell us what bullying is? I mean, um, th- that concept, bullying, that for some people, they would think, okay, bullying is just um, when I force someone to do something. But can you tell us about bullying and then what it means and what makes some other children want to bully others too. Okay, experts on this uh, subject to tell you, bullying is in two ways. There are intentional bullying and unintentional bullying. Intentional bullying, you know, is a planned, thought-out process. You have decided to carry out this activity, or you have decided to do this thing that makes the other person feel ashamed or makes the other, undermine the other person. Mm. But unintentional bullying could be very subtle. Sometimes it could be name-calling. Of course, yeah. So imagine you being in school, an 11-year-old child, still developing, still trying to get a sense of their self-esteem, self-worth, and then you you have a group of other children, maybe your classmates or seniors in you know, secondary school or in primary school, calling you Big Head, Big Head, Big Head. And you know, somehow those nicknames, they first start as nicknames, and you don't intend to be a bully. You don't intend it to upset the other person or make the other person feel ashamed or less of a human being but at the end of the day that's what becomes the situation that's what becomes the end product of that kind of activity you now end up making the other person feel uninspired feel unwanted of um, the self-esteem exactly no i'm not worthy i'm not worthy i'm not i'm I'm not part of this um, um, group and we see this result into corrupt behavior in the sense that uh, um, sometimes when you go beyond the schoolyard, like I said earlier, and you come into the larger society, yeah. all of the people who tend to become touts, 
local name Agberos. You see this pattern with them. They seek to dominate. Mm. They seek to enforce yes, their will on people. Seek to also, you know, exact their authority. authority. Exactly. I, I mean, uh, for some cases, you see some people who have not even been properly elected into or voted into a place of authorities, the uh, a community head or community leader, and all of those. Some people just rise up and say, "Okay, you know what? I'm the I'm the community lead, or I'm the head of the um, neighborhood watch. So I have to do whatever it is." Or some of them, in fact, are not part of these neighborhood watches, but they feel like they delegate they, authority to themselves. To themselves, yes. and they feel also yes. like. Um, these neighborhood watches have mm. no right over them, them yeah. despite the fact that they were um, rightfully elected or voted into, into. that uh, position. Not just that, not just rightfully elected. Sometimes you see them if, um, impose themselves into positions mm. like that. You know, like being community leaders may not necessarily, you know, you, you may not necessarily be voted for or voted into a particular office. Take, for example, you're the head of the vigilante group. Yes. There's no election for that. People for that, just, yes. you know, just, uh, okay, you do it. Or sometimes some people just stand up because you're the most stubborn or you're the most, <laughs> you're the most, you are the most intimidating <laughs> figure. They say, okay, you know what, just be the head of the vigilante group. Or because you have like maybe some security connections, it's okay, be the head of the vigilante mm, group. True. But we see these things where they've given you this position, you're now in this uh, uh, position of authority. And instead of delivering, you know, and public goods, delivering service, you now use those positions to self-enrich yourself. Mm. Oh, just hold that thought. We'll still come back um, to um, linking the bullying and also the corrupt practices. But Joseph, a very, very, very personal question. Have you ever been bullied? Of course. Like I said earlier, you know, as somebody who has been on both sides of the spectrum, I have been bullied and I've also done some bullying myself. So how did you... How are you able, rather, to overcome all those um, name-calling or whatsoever form of bullying you experienced? Okay, okay, I'll just give you a background story to my own experience. You know, in primary school, I was very skinny in primary school. I, I, I'm still very skinny. So I was super skinny in <laughs> primary school. <laughs> <laughs> but I was super skinny in um, secondary school, yeah, um, in primary, primary school. And, you know, it earned me several nicknames. I don't want to share it so that people don't start calling guess, me those names. Yeah, yeah. But then those names, they started as a joke, but then they became very hurtful, mm. right? And you know, when I when I go back home and I report these things to my parents, my mom would always say, ignore them, ignore them. My dad would be like, So your mates are calling you names and you're crying. Eh? Call them back, can't you? Typical Nigerian. Typical father. Nigerian dad. <laughs> so, you know, I, obviously I was always leaning towards my father's uh, point of view. Yeah. And you know, it got to a point where I had to start standing up for myself. I had to start, you know, defending myself. And that started when I entered secondary school. So instead of being of laying low, being the nice guy, I now took up the position of let me bully first, let me let me put out the name there, let me take that action first, so that I don't get to be called that name. Oh, so so that once was I have called you, you were a bully. Then. That was how I became a bully. Oh, so okay. once I have called you, ah, Joshua was a big head. Everybody says, oh yes, Joshua is the big head. And then it's it um, will I say with uh, it it eliminates me it removes me from the scope of being called that name yes. so now you're not the victim you're not the big head you're, you're not, not the person you're everybody the victim of the bullying, bullying. So, wow, exactly so that was what, what, what a way to go what a way to go <laughs> but, but come it's, on it's not the best <laughs> not, not the best, best of course <laughs> not the best but um so now let's go back to 
the whole bullying concept and, and corruption. Sometimes those who are bullied, of course, uh, or rather those who are actually the bullies, find ways of cutting corners. I mean, they try not to, you know, uh, do the right thing at the right time as, as citizens, of yeah. course. They, they feel, you know, since I can exert authority, since I can uh, make this person feel less of him or herself, there's no need for me to go through the right channels, channels through the yeah, right yeah. Um, yeah. processes of getting yeah. stuff done. Yeah. So in this situation now, how can what recommendation do you give? How can someone in that situation actually overcome uh, that particular problem and also try to uh, get the whole anti-corruption fight back on track? Okay, first it's very important for us to note that bullies strive on intimidation, intimidation, and for those being bullied, the sense of not having not having the strength to fight back or not having the will basically to fight back is 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 a hindering factor. Mm. It's it's a factor that that keeps that keeps you from, would I say, defending yourself. Now, uh, one of the recommendations I would recommend. I'm not an expert on this topic, but as somebody who has experienced it, like yeah, I said earlier, speaking from your own speaking from experience, I think it's very important that school administrators, you know, educators. And even in the workplace, basically, mm. admin and all of that, the, um, we should, uh, and HR basically, in, including those in um, public offices, we should inculcate the, the habit of empathy. Empathy, you know, seeing that my actions have a way of making you either feel great or feel bad. My actions have a way of, of affecting you, your of influencing you, your performance. And also so like, like I said, like, um, um, bullying in the workplace, yes. it affects productivity greatly. Yes, because when you feel you're not accepted, you feel like you're, you're the loser amongst your colleagues, your co-workers. It reduces your, your, your enthusiasm to want to perform, to want to deliver yeah, no. on certain tasks. Yeah. And, you know, not just that, but you also experience bullying in the larger space. I would use the political space, for example. You now see people who, in the political space especially, now start you know, signing up to political parties or political ideologies that are originally not their own. That is against their core principles as individuals. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So maybe I don't believe in in a certain policy, but because the ruling party is trying to enforce this policy, and because if you're if you're not um, part of the team supporting this policy, you'll be ostracized. Yes, sir. Because of the fear of being ostracized, of being left out in the cold, I would now you know succumb to something that is not me. That is not my original thought or my original principle. So I think more as, as, as this conversation keeps going on yeah, and as yeah. we celebrate the um, anti-bullying um, day, I think it's also very important we look at um, um, encouraging and inculcating the habit of empathy, mm-hmm. not just in schools, but in the workplace, in our society. I mean, um, it's one thing to say you're, 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 you have a job and it's another thing to consider the place where you are working as um, a family or as a home. Uh, because uh, despite the fact that um, you're working with people who you are not so familiar with or you're new to, uh, it doesn't mean that that person should look down on you. True. I mean, yeah, uh, just as you said, it's definitely going to affect that person's productivity TBT, yeah. and also de- reduce the person's value general and self-worth, output. Yeah, yeah. general output. Yeah. And so, but with the conversation so far, we've been able to get um, the experiences, Joseph's experience, bullying from primary school, secondary school, and so on, growing up. So, but this conversation is one that we hope to continue. I mean, we'll be looking out to, you know, engage with people who have been victims of bullying 
and yeah. also get experts too. I mean, when you talk about someone who has been bullied, what should that person actually do mm. in order to in order to overcome that situation or that particular dark phase where that person mm. is? I mean, because a lot of people do not speak up. A lot of people do not speak up, especially let's. I don't want to say just children, but a lot of people do not speak up. It's it's so it's so familiar with the male gender. People say men hardly open up. Yeah. So as a young man, when you're being bullied, do you actually open up or I, not? I, I think silence is a coping mechanism for a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. And like you said, this conversation will continue. And you know, I think we'd also have to bring in experts to really elaborate on this um, topic. But um, since a lot of people see silence as a coping mechanism, I'd say speak up speak out yes. you know step up and stand up for, for yourself, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, this podcast has been brought to you by step up nigeria your number one anti-corruption number one anti-corruption podcast show and then champions of anti-corruption hoping to also get better service delivery my name is joshua odidi thank you so much for joining us thank you joseph for coming thank you for having me yes and you can always follow us on social media facebook x formerly twitter and instagram at step up nigeria have a good one.